What's up, cousins? What's up? How you doing, cousins? Welcome to the Coaster Cousins Podcast. Uh, Going to be a great show today. We've got Tony from Old Tucson will be joining us to talk about their attraction, their, their new Halloween event that they've relaunched down in Old Tucson, Arizona. We're going to talk about other destinations that are like theme parks, but are not theme parks and don't have credits, but they're still a good time. And then we'll also uh, be comparing and contrasting t-shirts that we're wearing. <laughs> it's going to be a while. We're going to co- compare Knobles and Millennium Force. It's going to be great. Check out the show. It's uh, you know That's why you're listening. So go ahead and keep on listening. It's going to be fun. All right? I promise you that. That was a little untraditional intro. Hello, Lo- <laughs> Hello Logan. You're not Logan. Hello, Mitch. Hi, it's Mitch. Logan is not here. I also laughed in the intro when you said we're comparing Knobles and Millennium Force. Just one coaster with Knobles. <laughs> Knobles is way better than Millennium Force. I'm just like, going to put that out there. We're talking about like just one. So just to clear up confusion, we'll be con- <laughs> we will be comparing Knobles and Cedar Point. But besides that, it was a beautiful intro and I'm doing well. Um, Logan is not here again. He is vibing. He has a new job. Vibing. Um, he is living his best life, and schedules do not work with me and Coaster Bros. Nine to fives, working nine, nine to five. Trying to make a living. So is Logan with untraditional hours. Yeah, not, like not, that's not the life for me. <laughs> hey, it used to be my life at, uh, at his age, so I, I respect the hustle and the grind. At his age, I was no, I was working in insurance. I was doing the same shit. That's I was. Uh, How old's Logan? Is he twenty two? Uh, he's I don't know about yeah, twenty two. Yeah, he'll be twenty three in April. Look at him. Yeah, Look at baby Logan. I love it. Um, what was I doing at twenty two? Honestly, um, seasonal employee at Worlds of Fun. What year was? Were you in college? I would have been graduating college. So I was in that weird point of life where I got an elementary education degree. I was like, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So I, I was I was working three jobs. I worked seasonally at Worlds of Fun as like a supervisor. I coached freshman high school football at the at the high school nearest to Worlds of Fun. And I substitute taught. Many naps in cars, many, many hours of working. You get a plan, a plan hour, and you're a substitute teacher. Car nap. That that sounds awful. That sounds truly horrible. It was terrible, but I had a good time. I okay. also didn't know much about football. <laughs> just, a, just a go run. Just yeah. go run. It was um. It was okay. I didn't. I, I was done with football at that time too. You know, it was. It was, uh, it was an interesting time for me. But so 20, I will 22. say, being a seasonal supervisor at Worlds of Fun is awesome. That sounds good. If you can work 52 hours a week and, and be okay with that. Just for the summer. And if you like rides. Yeah. yeah why the hell not? 22. What? So 22. I would have been. 20. I was also 22 during her song. When. when oh, when 22. When I was 22. When 22 out. was out. Oh, okay. So you would have been. That was like 2014, right? Yeah. It was a good time. Good. I was. was perfect. But I thought you were older than me. Yeah, yeah, I'm 34. Because, but 22 came out in 2014, oh, and that's when I was 22. I just, I just assumed it, it came out at the same time. Um, Taylor Swift was 22. 
No, it came out in, it came out in, oh shit, oh my god, I am so dumb. 22 was not on fucking 1989, it was on Red. That I was get those confused all the time. That was 2010, I'm so sorry. It's okay. No, 2012, oh my god. It was 2012. 2012, I would have been 22. I would have been 22 in 2014, and that year, 2014, November 2014, I had just been dumped on my birthday, not 24. That's a great birthday. I got dumped oh, by my no. the last relationship I was ever in eight oh, years, no. nine years ago. I've haven't dated anyone since. Uh, Love it. Got de- got dumped. He, he, fun fact: He tried to do over a text. He tried to text oh. message breakup, and I was like, no. And then uh, is it, I think I, I was thinking that was like my second last year of business school because I took six years to do my degree. So yeah. I did. It was my second last year. I was schooling. I was working at insurance part time, doing nice. filing and shit. And yeah, wow! Look at look at us. Look at the different lives we look took at, at twenty two. Look at us. I can't wait to see Logan at thirty four. You know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Wow! Holy weird. shit! Okay. Um, how are you, Costa? What's what's life at thirty four like for you? How how about hey, that? Uh, it's all right, man. The job's a little out of whack, but uh. Everything else is going well. <laughs> My dog is very cute. I get to go work out on occasion. And um, yeah, I watch a lot of roller coaster videos on YouTube lately. So it's been nice. That sounds great. What what about- video, like any particular YouTuber, or what have you been watching? It's like a shout outs here. Um, been really into what have I been watching? I, I always keep up with In the Loop. They're just, that's just, you know, that's like a, almost two decades worth of time. So I just keep watching that. Uh, <laughs> and then who else am I really into right now? Of course, adventures with Parker. Mm, of yeah. course, Right. Can't wait to see all the vlogs from our, from our, uh, um, Labor Day trip. Uh, I've been really into rider dime lately. It's like a them. married couple that goes around. I think they're based out of Texas. Um, but they go around and then there's, um, there's, a, there's these two vloggers, called Yankees in the South. <laughs> and they are the woman's name is Dawn. And I, I, I forget Dawn's the star of the show. I love Dawn. My wife and I love Dawn. She's she's a clown. She's she's got jokes. She's hilarious. And um they're just like they're they're sweet middle aged people that are just like, we're going to Texas Roadhouse today and we're gonna vlog about it. And Aww. I love it. I need to get them on the show, honestly. You should. That sounds amazing. Yeah, they're fantastic. They go to Dollywood a lot um, because they're in that area. Um, But yeah, you you should definitely check them out. Uh, Yankees in the South. But that's kind of what I've been doing. What about you? (laughs) I just just dropped. I just pushed over a lid from a candle and just made a lot of noise. So sorry, editing Logan. I really (laughs) apologize for that. Um, I have been... Chilling, hanging out. Uh, work has been just whatever. I'm not even just doing my thing. Yeah. Uh, been but like having really good uh, weekends with friends. Went on a ghost tour of Toronto this last weekend, which was really fun. Um, I love to do that kind of like local things and getting like a tour of of the city. Uh, getting ready for my trip to Boston in a couple Ooh. weeks. That I'm really excited for. Not a coaster trip, of course, but um, really really excited. I've never been there before. 
Um, and I've been like binging a lot of like random shows and stuff lately. I've been watching a little bit of coaster YouTube. Like I'll watch like the El Toro Ryan problematic video, problematic coaster videos, but I, right. I, I've been not been as much on the coaster, um, videos as much, unless I'm in the, in the vlogs, like Parker's vlogs, which I'll watch, which I might, <laughs> that I'm in. Um, but lately I've been watching a lot of border security. I don't I, them, them, they have that show in the U S I had no idea. Okay. So it's. I, it's in Canada. I I think it's also in the UK where it's like a show about border officers and like at the mail places and at the road crossings and at the airports. Like it's like inspecting travelers and it's just like crazy to see some of the stories. And like I only watch a Canadian version because yeah. I watched the, I watched the UK version. I found them really mean. I found them like like just oh. rude. Whereas the Canadian ones are actually like really chill and it's cool because I'm like oh my god I've been there oh my god like <laughs> that's at Pearson it's at um, it's at the the road crossings near Toronto. So I'm watching a lot of that. But then recently I got so back into Jersey Shore. Like it's not <laughs> even funny. I am so I'm now watching watching Jersey Shore Family Vacation because I never seen it before. And yeah. I I I'm like literally on the second season. I've just been watching it nonstop. I can't get enough. So that's what I've been doing. I'm truly obsessed. I love that show back when it was on because it started when I was in grade 11. So it was like perfect yeah. time. I just, I loved it. So uh, yeah. my, my wife and I have been watching the golden girls lately. Ooh. That show's so funny. It's so good. <laughs> it's so well written. I'm just zinging. I write, all the jokes are just like, pew, 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 pew. like it's just, it's the, it's so fast and fun. It's timeless. It's like the nanny for me. It's like timeless jokes, timeless show. Like it's, it's amazing. Did you know B. Arthur, who plays Dorothy? Yeah. She's older than the actress who plays her mom. Yes, I did know that. Yeah. Okay. So they you put her in like yeah. makeup. Yeah. It was I watched a lot of weird. Betty White interviews lately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's sad. They're all gone. They're, they're no, when Betty women. White passed, oh, yeah. that was the loss. The last of the Golden Girls. She oh. she was she was so good right, right up until she never wavered. She was one of the Amazing. funniest people in Hollywood all the way to the end. Like she was so good. Yeah. Hey, you you jogged my memory. I have like a lot of fun stuff coming up. So I'm going to talk about that real quick. Okay. Yeah. Um in a week I'm going to go see whose line is it anyway. It's in Kansas City. Like the like the, still, the the improv show. Yeah, I don't think they they shoot anymore but they do the show from what i understand so i think ryan styles still does it i don't know if colin mockery does anymore but i remember in middle school i would i would stay up and watch whose line is it anyway every i think it was every night every weeknight even um so i'm going with filthy casual kyle who was my friend during that era and he like bought me tickets and he's like let's just let's go i was like okay like <laughs> so uh we're, we're going to that and that's gonna be fun and then I am going to Six Flags St. Louis in an upcoming weekend. Um, might get the Kitty Coaster credit. I don't know <laughs> if it ever opens. Um, so we'll see how that goes. And then, um, are you are you doing anything October thirteenth? October thirteenth. I'm in Boston. Why? I didn't know if you bought the AMC tickets for uh, to see the Era's Taylor Swift concert. Oh, oh, oh. Because like, my wife and is... I are, are going, son. So AMC in Canada is a TV channel. And I'm like, what oh. the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> but it's the movie theater chain in the US. Yes. Yeah, no, I'm 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 not seeing the movie. I'm I'm a little I'm PO'd about the whole Canadian show thing. So I'm I'm not mm. going to not going to see it. I'm not gonna pay to see it. What's so. the Canadian show thing? 
So she announced six shows for Ontario and um, because it was like announced near the end, like it's the only, the only shows in all of Canada that she announced. Mm-hmm. So six shows, 31 million people signed up for tickets. And there was only like, there was like 400,000 tickets available. Mm-hmm. So barely anyone got tickets. And most of the people who got tickets are ticket scalpers and resellers. So they're going for like, because it's like, now there's yeah. so much hype around it because it was like announced after the fact, yeah. it was just so shitty and she's not acknowledging it at all not adding more shows not acknowledging it like everyone across canada is like like what the fuck like they're like i waited for i didn't go to the u.s because i waited for this and now there's like so many americans who got tickets so many like ticket scalpers who got tickets and we're we're all just like cool i'm like great so i'm just like i'm good i don't know if there's ever going to be a good way to sell concert tickets for a taylor swift concert anymore i i mean i miss the old days when maybe the her hype wasn't as big but like That's like, I mean, that those days are gone. So, like, she's selling out monster shows. Like, yes, yeah. I know. It's like, what can you, know. like, she's she's doing six shows already. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, is she just supposed to have a residency in in Ontario? I, I mean, just, it, it would work. Or more shows in Canada because only one yeah. city. Like Mon- Montreal and Vancouver, because that's what caused the really the, the crash in demand, because all these people mm. from all across the country is trying. I mean, Canada has 40 million people. And how does 31 million people sign up for tickets? Like, yeah, everyone loves Taylor Swift, but not everyone loves Taylor Swift that much. I know. So there's a lot of Americans, a lot of scalpers, a lot of other things. I'm, I'm like, Ugh. so anyways, I'm just I'm a little bit mad about it. Salty. So I'm not seeing it. I will be in Boston living my best life. Um and uh yeah i'm very excited it's also the weekend after thanksgiving in canada so i will be because thanks i don't know i don't even know i'm doing thanksgiving but yes um that sounds like a fun time to go to who's whose line is it anyway i fucking love improv <laughs> yeah and six like st louis now you said you're not going for the actual fright fest event just during the day right no literally my wife has a baby shower in st louis so i'm dropping her off at the baby shower that's like down the road. And then I'm just going to go to the park and just try to get some rides in. It's going to be a Saturday. It's not going to be a good day. Um, but it's better than like not doing anything. So yeah, yeah. I'm just going to go uh, poke around with little to no expectation of what I'm going to do. So it's, it's a good way time. to go into it. The nice thing, I mean, this is my experience with Fright Fest is usually during the day, it's not too busy and it just gets busier as the day goes on. Mm-hmm. I've been to Fright Fest. I'm sorry. I've been to parks during the day during Fright Fest, Fiesta, Texas and Magic Mountain. And I found that before like five o'clock, it's actually like pretty manageable. So I'm hoping that's nice. the same at uh, Fiesta, Texas for you. Yeah, I hope so. I, oh I, my I, God. No, St. Louis. St. Louis. I wish it was Holy, Fiesta, Texas. I Holy mean, shit. Fast. I can't talk. Anyways, hey, but we got um, I'm excited because we're, we were gonna, now that I mean, Logan's not on this show, so we figured, hey, let's go a little bit like not coaster talk. He, he's gonna be kicking himself, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we got old Tucson coming on later, and um, it kind of got us thinking like, what kind of attractions are out there that feel like theme parks are fun to visit? But like, aren't really amusement parks. They don't have the kitty credit, or they maybe just have a mountain coaster. Um, just kind of because I know you, you've been to a couple. Because um, you, you're a world traveler, you know you've been to <laughs> you've been to the U.S. and Canada, and uh, I mean you're, you're you were Euro Mitch all summer. I, I was. I've been to Asia. I've been to all that shit. Um, 
So, yes, and I've actually been, which I'll talk about later, to Old Tucson, which is kind of why I wanted to tell some stories here. But I think this also goes well with the Coaster Cuzzies road trip. I know um, when we do those episodes, we like to talk about, you know, other things you could do in the area, other attractions. So I think kind of where I want to start with this was actually an episode that I was on um, that I did with Coaster Bro, the Dollywood episode. If you go to Dollywood, like there is so much in that area, like it may not be historical, but man, there is a lot of tacky tourist shit, but also like fun stuff to do that. Like you said, Coaster Bro, it's like, it feels like it should be a park, but it's like not. So yeah. I can't remember if we talked, had you been to the Gatlinburg Sky Park, like the one with the tram and the, and the, and the, and the suspension bridges and all that shit up there? Uh, I don't think I've been. Are you talking about Anakista? I don't know what it's called. I had to listen to the episode. They have the Sky Bridge. So there's been so much added to that area, and I haven't been there since I lived in Atlanta, which was, God, 2016, maybe? Because I remember I was, I was like, I want to get one more Gatlinburg trip in before I moved back. And I like just went up there and did like two days or something. Um, but yeah, there's been a lot added. The Sky Bridge and like Anakisa didn't exist, and all these mountain coasters are popping up. Um, but I went to like Ober Gatlinburg. Mm, yes, I've heard of that, yeah. But that's a little bit. I don't think that's what you're talking about. You're talking about the sky bridge. It's like it's a suspended bridge, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, just something that like I think that's I think that's we're on the same page because I want to talk about one that maybe less people will know about, which is the uh, Capilano suspension bridge in Vancouver. So in 20 years, when you guys get to the Pacific Northwest in on the road trip, <laughs> we'll um, one day. When you do get there, I would love to be on the show because that's like my stomping grounds. But Vancouver, which is like can probably Canada is one of big, biggest can. Oh my fucking god! It is too late for me to record. Apparently, mm-hmm. sorry, Logan. Same it here. is one of Canada's biggest cities for tourism. I would say probably the biggest. Um, so there's lots of this tourist crap. The Capilano Suspension Bridge started off as just like a suspension bridge over a canyon and you'd pay money and you go in and cross the bridge and it was cool. But Uh they like started to add a lot of like attractions. And every time I go, I have a blast. So like they've added a Canyon walk. So literally like you walk, there's like a pathway and you walk downstairs and it's literally like cantilevered off the Canyon. So you look down and it's like all on the Canyon and you go like up bridges, up ladders and stuff like that. And it's super fun. And then they, um, on the other side of the bridge, you had do the tree walk. So it's similar to the Canyon walk, but it's like, the Pacific Northwest is, of course, known for, like, those, like, 200-foot massive trees. And they right. built, like, all this, like, adventure walking around and stuff like that. And then I last time went at Christmas, and there's, like, all – it's all the Christmas lights done up and everything like that. So even though it's, like, 40 or 50 bucks Canadian to get in, like, it just feels like there's, like, lots of stuff to do. Of course, there's, like, playgrounds for kids, lots to walk around, lots of like inform- information about, like, the wildlife and the Indigenous people in the area – and it definitely is like a classic, like if you're going on a cruise, like you're going to go to the Capilano Suspension Bridge Park, but yeah. I really enjoy it there. Like, I think <laughs> it's so, I actually have a good time every time I go. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. And we we also want to bring up like Niagara Falls, even though, you know, their mm-hmm. Burger King has a roller coaster, it, it kind of feels like um, another place that I think it's underrated because everybody talks about Gatlinburg. I know. Uh, in Missouri, it's all about Branson, Missouri, but this kind of feels like this um, really cool area just kind of in between Toronto and Buffalo that um, it's like its own city of attractions. Yeah, I would agree. Now, have you been to the New York side? Because I have not. I've only driven through it. I've driven through it. I mean, I saw the I saw the falls and I was like, yep, there they are. 
And then I looked at the American side. I was like, why would you even <laughs> like broke ass? Go get it. Go get a, Go get a passport. You know, it's way cooler over here. Um, so no, I, have, side, I haven't taken the time to be over there. <laughs> I haven't either. Cause the Canadian side is just so good, but yeah. I, I agree. I think it is underrated. I think Torontonians underrated. They think it's like this cheesy tourist trap. And while mm-hmm. I think there are segments of that, I think it's just like such an interesting area because it's Canada's big like wine growing region. There's lots of ice wine grown in that area. There's lots of like history. If you're a history person, the, a lot of War of 1812 battles were fought in that area. Actually, the Battle of Lundy's Lane was fought, fought in Niagara Falls, like in the town, like two minutes from the falls. So like I like going to see that stuff. There's a whole 17th century fort up in up on Niagara on the lake, which is like right on the Lake Ontario shore. They do like recreations of when the Americans invaded Canada. So it's like I think there's like a lot more to do there that people don't realize. And then also, I don't know if you went coaster bro, but there's actually the old Niagara Falls. So where the tourist section is, it's like new Niagara Falls. Yeah. But old Niagara Falls is actually where the where the train um crosses the river up up like where the old where the truly the first town of Niagara Falls is and it's actually like a really old historic cute typical oh. small Ontario town with like you know the classic beautiful brick buildings and stuff like that and there's some like really good food really good cafes and like the tourists go nowhere near that area I it's like one of my actually my favorite vegan poutine in Ontario is a place in in downtown Niagara Falls in old Niagara so I, I would agree with you I really like it there yeah I, I want to go back pretty badly because when I went through the area it was like we're very much going from Toronto to um, Darien Lake, and we got to Niagara Falls, and I was like, I don't know where to park. Like, I was, I was kind of in a bad mood because I was like, we need to get to fucking Darien Lake. Okay, let's go see this waterfall. Oh, there it is. Okay. Um. All right, let's let's get fucking going. <laughs> it took us thirty minutes to park and find this place. Um, can we please go to Darien Lake? Um. So, yeah, I mean, it was a little tainted. So I need to go back and, like, spend time. Because there's also, I mean, two amusement parks in the area that I haven't visited. I, I want to go up to Seabreeze. Like, it's just a place I want to get back to. It's it's great. Highly recommend. I would be happy to show you around as a local. There's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. The Whirlpool Aerial Tram is quite cool. Um, It's like an aerial tram over, like, this, like, kind of bend in the river yeah there's lots there's lots of cool stuff i just love the niagara region i think it's uh it's so pretty and uh st Catharines is like the main city in that area and yeah. i think it's like really really nice there's lots to do there and um i love upstate new york too as everyone knows everyone knows i love buffalo i'd love to go to seabreeze i've always uh driven past it what and i've never been to I've never even been to Darien lake i fucking it's oh, my closest my six flags park to me and i've never been to Darien lake I never. There were once. You have a pass. Go now. I, I literally could. I literally could. Well, tomorrow's Thursday, but I could go this weekend. I could go this weekend. Go before. Uh, just go. I mean, it's just fine. It's okay. It's not great, but like you it's, have the pass. It's two hours from my house, like door to door. I drive two. I almost drove two hours to work today. Oh God! Oh my God! I, an hour in each direction. Oh, I mean, oh. you might as well just. uh you just go. You just got to go. Just go. I know. I'm always that person. I get distracted by going to Niagara Falls because mm-hmm. I get a hotel. Because the thing with Niagara Falls is you go and the trick is to stay the night. I rarely bring people to Niagara Falls without staying the night. And you always, I, if you're going to Niagara Falls, you splurge with a view 
of a of the of a room overlooking the um overlooking the falls and i there's this one marriott i go to it's right at the end of the strip like way down it's far yeah. away from all the um the the rabble and everything like that it's in its own area and like all the rooms face the the falls and it's like the best view ever and my dad and i actually went and stayed there on july 3rd so it was like july 3rd 2021 so we were like oh we'd missed the canada day fireworks and we we're like one day early for the um, uh, American fireworks, well, that's fine. But we didn't realize that the U.S. does a whole weekend for Independence Day fireworks. So we just watched the fireworks over the falls from our room. And it was like an hour and a half fireworks show. What? It was amazing. Yeah, like all the casinos do it. And it was so, so good. Like, it was such a nice surprise. We were, like, about to go to bed. And then the fireworks started. We're like, what the fuck? So, um <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree. I like that. I like that we're talking about a place that, especially the non-marine land Burger King coaster side of it, that I don't think gets quite enough love. Yeah, I know. I skipped right by most of it, so um, I need to get back. Yeah, uh, and you got to get back to Toronto. It's true. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring up a weird one that it's conflicting. It's it's a weird place. I went there because I I used to live in Atlanta, and in Atlanta, everybody always talks about Stone Mountain. Which is, it's a weird fucking place. It is weird. You, you go and, and then there's this, exactly what it's advertised, a, a stone mountain. You can you can hike up the mountain, you can ride up the mountain, and the mountain itself is pretty cool. Except for one minor detail. There's like a southern monument. It's fucking weird. Etched into this, like, natural beauty. <sighs> And there's a there's a really rough history there too with obviously, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh I visited once just kind of before I knew too much about it. And it used to be run by Hershend, which is like what the fuck? But um I'm just gonna say when it, when Hershend ran it, it was like a tiny I, I went during Christmas and it was like a Dollywood level <laughs> Christmas thing and it was weird because they had like they had mini golf like a 40 theater and they have shows um it's just one of the weirdest attractions they have a train it's a weird place i'm not gonna say i recommend going i don't even know why i'm talking about it but um it's one that i've been to that just like stood out it's like this is one of the weirdest it feels like an amusement park it's ran literally by an amusement park company but then it's like this weird national, unfortunately, national monument. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's not even national. It's like fucking Confederate. Because I, yeah. I think no one really knew how bad and, and well, not no one, but like the, the mainstream world um, and, and public didn't know how bad it was until like the, in you know, remember 2018, 2017, when all the Confederate monuments were basically like, why the fuck are these up? Like, there's no reason. Yes. That's when it like really started to like get get going and obviously this is etched into the side of the mountain it's not as quite as easily done so i think i think there's been conversation because atlanta is not the southern stronghold it used to be it's quite a it's quite moving towards an open-minded city and i think people do i think, think it's, it's like, yeah it's there it's i, I think so too Atlanta it's, is beautiful it's great it's one of the one of the coolest are, cities in america i think and the people but around it's kind great. of weird. around it it gets kind of yeah you drive a little bit that way down I-20 and it's like, ugh. Mm-hmm. So I think it's definitely a blight on the side of the Atlanta. And I think there was talks of like what to do with it. But I think it's interesting, the park itself. I think they 
made it kind of cheesy and touristy because like this is when we didn't pre-discuss but do you do you have this in Kansas City or do you have something like along those lines where it's like kind of like Stone Mountain with like the park and stuff like that, but it's like a living history town? Like, oh, like I know in Phoenix, they have like they a have West- old Missouri town. Yeah. OK, old Missouri town. Yeah. Like or like a Western town. So we have yeah. lots of those in Canada. We have one in Toronto called Pioneer Village, Upper Canada Village. Um, In my home city, Heritage Park is one. And we were talking about that. It reminds me of like they took taken historical buildings from around Alberta, brought them to Heritage Park and like reconstructed the town. So they're actually original buildings, but they've just been relocated. And there's like a train. There's some like turn of the century rides. There's ghost tours, that sort of thing. So Mm -hmm. Stone Mountain sounds like that plus racism. Yeah, the racism's there. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's just weird. Yeah. Yeah, don't go. No, don't go there. Go go to your local <laughs> old Missouri or living Pioneer Village Heritage Park, Fort Steele kind of shit. Or just go to like Six Flags Over Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> or Dollywood. Yeah, Dollywood's also great. Yeah. Uh, but did you have any others you wanted to bring up? Um, no, it's not really anything else because I wanted to segue into um talking not so much about the an, a living town, but about old Tucson, like like with um the interview. Yeah, because you've, I've. This is hilarious because I, I, I booked the guest who I, I know pretty well, and, um, and I said, hey, I'm getting uh, the GM of 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 Old Tucson, and you were like, oh my god, I've been there, and you sent me the most. How old were you? I mean, it was seventeen. Seventeen. <laughs> you uh, you had the you had the emo look. You looked like, yeah. hey, you listened to Fallout Boy. Um, you maybe had um some sort of a diary that you wrote you know sad poems into that, that was kind of the vibe i got with you at old tucson and um it was it was fantastic is I, I i think i responded like i want to give 17 you a hug yeah that that's exactly it i was uh if anyone wants to picture it i can also send it the discord for y'all who want to see i was wearing black skinny jeans like super skinny jeans i was wearing an oversized blood on the dance floor um t-shirt which is like if anyone if anyone knows what blood on the dance floor is it's like a pretty screamo problematic shitty band i thought follow boy was too mainstream for me so i listened to blood on the dance too floor mainstream i did i thought it was too mainstream <laughs> i had like an over sling bag but then of course my hair was long and bleached and i had many piercings and yeah that's when i what i looked like when i went to tucson uh old testament with my mom in when i was oh, 17 oh yeah um and because we used to go to Arizona a lot when um, like during when my parents were together and then at, right after they divorced, I um, used to go there a lot. And that was my first time to Tucson. And uh, incidentally, I had been there many years ago before. Well, well before our next guest was the GM. But it just so happened that it's been a place that I've been to. So I thought I would talk about what I saw, my experience there before the interview. Yeah. What did yeah. you I mean, what what is the place? Because I had to do a lot of research on this and I was like it was really hard to explain because I was like, okay, my, my coaster brain wants me to say, this is like universal studios meets like silver dollar city meets one of these attractions. We just talked about meets like ghost town at, at knots. It, it's just this wild thing. What, what, what was this place? Yeah. It's, what, it, what it's it, basically guess? what you just, 
what you described is basically it. Like, I think start with those like living history towns, like I was talking about okay. the old Missouri and stuff like that. So in Arizona, um, it's a very big tourist attraction to have these old towns, these like Western towns. Tombstone is probably the most famous. Phoenix has one called Goldmine Junction. Prescott has one. And then, so they're basically living towns. They could be either with some history or not. They could have old buildings or they could be constructed where you go and you ride a train, you go down into a gold mine, like constructed, you pan for gold. Like you do these like cheesy fun things. Um, Whereas old Tucson kind of takes that and they built it outside the mountains. Like it's actually only 10 minutes from Tucson, but it's surrounded by mountains. So you don't see any of the city. Um, And they built it in the middle of the desert for movies for basically movie studio. Now I can't remember. And maybe, maybe the interview will answer this. If there are actually any historical buildings there or if all the buildings are constructed sets. Do you remember that? I can't remember off the top of my head. It doesn't get brought up in the interview. No. Okay. Maybe I know some of them are constructed for movies. And I can do a quick Google search to see if there's any history there, because I know there's other towns in Arizona that have historical buildings, very popular attraction if you have kids in Arizona. So, um, but yeah, you go there, you ride the train, you go into the buildings, Um, they have like saloons to eat and stuff like that. And then they'll, there's like usually guided tours of like where they film. There's like, there's a couple movies that were filmed there is like the Western town, like think Spaghetti Western and that sort of thing. Cause this was, it was built kind of just after like the John Wayne, um, also problematic asshole, um, cowboy Western movies were popular. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Something to think about. Yeah. (laughs) Um, it was built after that, but Western movies were kind of falling out of favor. And um, yeah, they they had filmed a couple movies there, but now it's mostly just like a, a tourist park. Like people go and explore. It's like a quick day, not even a day trip from Tucson, but um, I enjoyed it. I remember walking around. I remember it being uh, very dusty, but the mountains beside it are beautiful. And like all the saguaro cacti, the saloons are great. Of course, the people are all dressed in there um attire and that sort of thing they have like a fake brothel they have like all this stuff and they and they show like when you walk into the buildings they show like um clips of the movies and stuff like that that were filmed there so um yeah but it was a long time ago it was 2010 so it's been 13 years but um i remember like i'd be at a whole day in tucson and tombstone and that sort of thing but i i quite enjoyed i like that kind of shit and it was cool to see where they'd film some movies yeah well i'm excited because uh tony tony is a guest that's coming on here and and Tony's he's in a he's a coaster enthusiast. He's been working in the industry for many years, and we'll talk about that. And um, you know, maybe, maybe you know, one of us is in there. Maybe, maybe one day, old Tucson will add an RMC wooden roller coaster, or just a regular roller coaster. You know, one day that'd be hell yeah, fun to see. Um, you can't really put like a top throw dragster there, um, get in the way of the movies, but um, <laughs> <laughs> just the other way, just the other yeah. way, the, the the way the way the movies aren't shot. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, the yeah. the less important buildings, maybe. Um, but he gives a lot of insight of kind of what the attraction is. He's going to talk about the events, um, as well as kind of what uh, he may have planned in the future. So let, let's kick it at me and Tony. Throw it to myself. Hey, Tony. Welcome to the show. A personal friend of mine, a man that's been working across amusement parks all around the U.S., and is the GM of Old Tucson in Tucson, Arizona. Welcome to the show, Tony. How are you today, Tony? <laughs> I'm excellent. Uh, thank you for having me on. Uh, it's good to talk to you. We haven't talked in a while. So, yeah. It's, it's been great. too long. Yeah. It's been too long. 
And uh, you have reason, though. You've recently taken over as uh, a GM at this place called Old Tucson. And, uh, you know, this is a roller coaster podcast. All, everyone that listens to the show thinks in roller coasters. Um, m- maybe you could explain what is Old Tucson? What? Why is this on a roller coaster podcast? What? What is this place? Well, we don't have a roller coaster yet, <laughs> but uh, we are we are um, classically called an amusement park. Uh, we do have a few rides. We have a, a, a CP Huntington train. We have a carousel. Um, uh, we used to have some antique cars, uh, but we're in the process of revising that area. So um, those may be replaced with something new uh, soon. Um, but we are traditionally, like I said, called an amusement park. I don't call us an amusement park. I call us a classic entertainment park uh, because most of what you get here is in the form of entertainment, live entertainment um, through stunt shows and musicals. And uh, essentially, Old Tucson was built in 1939 as a movie studio for the movie Arizona. Uh, And it transformed from a movie studio to a movie studio and a, a classic amusement park of the 30s and 40s and 50s, and and really was an amusement park for many years in in all respects. Um, And then the 90s, uh, one of the sets here, one of our movie sets burnt down. Oh, no. It took out half the park uh, in that process. But they they revised and came back as as still a full-fledged park and movie studio. So, um, but we are... um, um, a tradition here in in Arizona for since 1939. I mean, we we actually are an active movie studio set still. Uh, we wrapped four movies this past summer in 2023. So yeah, uh, we would have had more, but there's a writer's strike and yeah, strikes happened. Uh, so we we were in line to get a couple more movies. But uh-huh. um, so if you look at the park overall, you can see the traditional look of an amusement park, uh, but. Once you get like ground level, there's no there's no asphalt, there's no concrete. This is pure old west. There's there's dirt and rocks and sand, and uh, so it it's uh, it has the feel of the a western town, but you can still see the amusement park aspects to it. So, no, I I watched some videos because I haven't been to Old Tucson. Uh, found out that Mitch, our other co-host has been there in the past and is going to be going there in February. So like right? <laughs> it's on the map. I, I I wasn't aware that it was such a place until you started working there. And then I was looking at some videos and I was like, okay, what, how could I describe this place so that like coaster people can understand it? It feels like this odd combo of like silver dollar city mixed with the actual wild West mixed with like, uh, what's that themed area at knots. That's like the, the, oh. the West. Yes. Yeah. No, it's probably very close to all three of those combined together and then just no asphalt. Yeah. Yes. No asphalt. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the, the actual dominant. West. There's no yeah. asphalt in the West. Yeah. Uh, the old West. Oh, that's great. So uh, what I, I was, I was kind of researching a little bit beforehand and, and I saw that you recently kind of this, this, this place went away kind of during COVID and has, has had a recent resurgence. Um, tell me about like the, the, the comeback here. So in 2020, there were um, the operators of the park, um, which this is a kind of leased property for the county. The county actually owns the property. Uh, oh, wow. So we're a leased operation. 
So we operate the the, the facility, the, the park itself. Um, but the operators at the time, after COVID hit, they walked away. Um, they were like, well, we're done. <laughs> so uh, that left the county in a situation to say, well, what do we do? We have this historic attraction that's been around for many years, many decades, and we don't want it just to go away. So they put out a, a bid operation or a bid um, request for people to operate. And my company, not my company, the company I work for, <laughs> uh, called American Heritage Railways, came in and and put in a bid to operate the property uh, as Old Tucson. Again, not changing too much uh, about it. Um, and so uh, the American Heritage, just to kind of give everyone an idea, it's a it's a company founded on history, preservation, entertainment, and education. So this property actually worked really well into like the the overall idea and plan for what American Heritage does. Um, so this park has tons of history, uh, a lot of movie history in it. So it really worked out well for the company. So now it's it's a question of how do we define who we are? What is Old Tucson? And I I kind of classify it as three things now. We're an entertainment park with a few rides. <laughs> right. We're <laughs> an active movie studio and what we will become is more of an event center too so we're going to produce events like uh, music and food festivals and beer festivals and and different things like that the property itself is 400 acres um, the park itself probably only sits on about usable space that we use is probably only about 75 acres okay. um, but there's so much land around and it's connected to the Saguaran National Park and the Tucson Mountain Park. So it's connected to a state park and a national park. Um, and it's such a beautiful, I mean, it's, can't see it out of, <laughs> out of the window here. But Audio I podcast. You, it's, it's, it's absolutely beautiful. <laughs> we have trails all throughout the park. So um, it's just a unique property, but our company coming in said we're going to take back over operations and we're going to figure out what makes the most sense and and we're gonna we're gonna operate moving forward. So, and I saw part of your operation uh, a a big uh, a comeback of sorts. You've got Nightfall resurrected uh, with, the, with the Halloween season coming up here. Now, the way I understand it, you guys had like a Halloween event last year. Is that correct? Correct. So Nightfall has been the tradition Halloween event for Old Tucson for the last 30 years. Wow. Uh, and in 2020, it obviously it went away. So in 2020 and 2021, it did not exist. But when my company came in last year, they said, well, we had a tradition of, you know, 30 years. Why are we not going to do this again? So they brought it back in a little bit different form last year. Yeah. Uh, and um, it was a, um, it was much more of an immersive entertainment experience. So you had to interact with characters and there were some scary zones and haunted mazes and a few things. But last right. year was much more of that. Uh, you know, I got to go talk to this character to kind of get clues to go over here to do this. And um, it was a unique experience, but it was not what people had had, uh, <laughs> had, in, mind. <laughs> had in mind because of the last 30 years. Yeah. Um, so this year we, when I arrived, I said, Hey, let's go back to what we used to do. Um, 
even though none of us here had done that with the company before or the park. Um, (laughs) We said, we're going to ratchet back up the scares. We're going to make it more of your traditional um, Halloween event. And uh, really, so this year we packed it full. So it's, it's a tradition that we wanted to bring back and really put back into its place where it should be. So it's really the premier Halloween event for Arizona as a whole nothing i think in arizona can match the scope of what we do um there's there's your traditional haunted houses you know you go yeah. and it's room after room after room of scares but here it's 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 much more of a immersive environment still and there's uh live shows so um you know i, I can talk a little bit about this year's event if you yeah, wish. I'd love to see um, some highlights of like if you're going to going to nightfall resurrected what can you expect this year Oh, absolutely. Uh, so this year there are nine mazes and scare zones. Uh, so there's five haunted mazes or attractions, and then there's four outdoor scare zones. So that encompasses about 20 something acres of the property. Wow. So it's not, that's where I'm saying we're not, you're just your traditional building with a, a, a walkthrough haunted attraction in it. it. You're all throughout the park. So, um, you know, you, the fans out there might think of stuff like, Halloween Horror Nights or Fright Fest or, or, you know, Hollow Screams or those things. So very much in those, in that, in that vein. But what we do also add is we add uh, multiple live shows. Uh, so we have seven shows that we offer along with those nine scare zones and haunted attractions. And then on top of that, we have four kind of family friendly, more attractions um, that, that are part of the event in case there are people, uh, you know, people with maybe younger kids here. Um, right. so there's a little bit, we, you know, carve out a little safe passage to get you <laughs> around the scare. But, uh, so this year it's, 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 it's a huge offering, uh, to our guests. Um, and we're really making a point to ratchet those scares, um, back up to what people here want. So. And would you say, uh, that this event, maybe as it would differ to a Cedar fair or a six flags type event, is, is it more theatrical? Is there more? Um... Yes, there, there's so in your traditional amusement park, you might get a job as a scare actor, right? So right. they put you in a little costume and they put some makeup on you and they go tell you stand behind that curtain and scare someone right here. Every scare actor is given a character name. They're given a backstory we really engulf that into what we do with our team. Um, and, and there's still the immersive. I mean, we, we have a show called it's a trial. It's a live trial that happens uh-huh. and you can go in and you, if you're in there, you're part of the jury. So you're deciding <laughs> whether or not to convict this person to be buried alive or not. So <laughs> and um, it's completely like up to the, it's the up jury to the, there? the jury. It's, it's the, we have a script. It's written both ways. Which way is yeah. it going to go? It's it's up to the jury at the time. So um, <laughs> then we also have your traditional uh, stunt show, you know, a Western shoot 'em out stunt show. Um, we have a live show at the very beginning of the night where it kind of brings you in and folds you in. We have a musical. We have a full musical in one of our uh, theaters. Um, and then we have kind of vignettes and little things going on all around we also have a um a um a um, mind reading show or a um uh, a kind of interactive show with someone who's 
doing all those tricks to you and and having right. fun with that. So there's multiple opportunities that that are involved, um, but it, it's really packed in with with the shows and the scare zones and the haunted mazes. And um, it's really it's a lot. I mean, we're doing yeah. a lot here. So um, <laughs> just for our size, our property size, I mean, yeah. you can go to, a, you know, a Halloween Horror Nights and you might get nine attractions, but you're looking at a major, major park size. Uh, and we're packing all that in, in a much smaller area. So <laughs> that's beautiful. Now, you also have some other events. Um, I saw a Christmas event as well. What, what other type of events do you guys bring in? So the way we operate is a little different. Um, it's weird for me. The last 30 years have been in the theme park industry. We don't really operate in the summer. Yeah. yeah uh, it's just too hot in Arizona. Yeah. Um, I, the I think opposite I look, of everybody else's problem. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the complete opposite, right? It's like no rain and 120 degrees out. So, um, but we do, we do, um, historical daily tours of the property. So people who want to come and learn about all the movies and the history, we do those every single day, 363 days a year. And we run those during the summer. And we, we have a concert series, but a very limited one that we do during the summer because there's only so much time that you can do an outdoor concert Yeah. Um, because not only is it really hot, it does, we have monsoon season that starts. <laughs> so in the summer, in the middle of the summer, we just start getting these downpours of rain. Does it just get muddy? So, uh, it can get a little, yeah, a little, a little muddy. It's like a and, burning man situation. Like everybody's just trapped. Maybe not as bad, but it, okay. there is, there, there's <laughs> washes here everywhere. Water, water just flows and you just got to stay out. And like there's signs that say, don't drive in a <laughs> flooded area. Yeah. So that happens during the summer. So summer is just really limited for us. But when we hit January, we, we operate what we call a Western experience, which is almost what some people would call just daily operations. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's daily operations from January through May sometime in there. Um, and those are your typical parks fully open. We have shows, we have, you know, petting zoo, we have our rides, we have horse-drawn uh, carriage rides, we have all kinds of stuff that's, that's really engulfed into the Western experience. Um, uh, so that's spring, and then summer comes, and hopefully we get a little bit of a break. That's our that's our shoulder season, uh, right. as a lot of people know. Um, but then we go into Halloween in the fall, uh, which is this is our this is our big event for the year. This is where we see the probably the largest attendance for the year. Uh, and then last year we introduced uh, Yuletide, so a Christmas mm. event. So to really tap into the the families and the the atmosphere that we can create here, which is very special because it's it's also a, that Western experience. It's not a you know you don't just stand and you look at lights and <clears throat> drink some hot cocoa or whatever. Right. It's fully immersive. There's horse drawn carriages again. There's mm. shows. There's carolers. There's the lighting of trees. Um, and the rides are all operating. So um, it's it's another full experience for for Christmas as well. So. That sounds amazing. I, I need to, I need to check out each season now. <laughs> Maybe not the summer season. Great. I might pass in the summer. But. Yeah, no, it's a little hot. Yeah, that's okay. But you know, I, I like mean, Milton. I, I grew up. With, we were we worked at the same part. We had the same job at one point <laughs> at Six Flags there. Oh uh, yes, but, that was a good time. Uh, you got used. Maybe you got used to the humidity. 
in Georgia. I did. Yeah, uh, a little bit. Yeah. And that, here, the, the it's Georgia. great. There's there's no humidity. It's just heat. So it doesn't it's bother me as much. Yeah. It really doesn't bother me. So. Excellent. Well, how, how does like, because you are an, an active studio, how does it work when you have a movie in town and, and the operation? Does that affect how things operate from time to time with the calendar? Uh, absolutely. Um, yeah. uh, we we that's partly why we said let's let's look at our summer time and and what makes the most sense. So summer uh-huh. is probably the most sense for us to have movie productions. It's too yeah. hot to run the daily operations, and there's you can do things at night. It does cool down. There's opportunity, um, mm-hmm. but you know there's only so many nights that you can have those, and typically you're not going to have movie production on those nights. So we we kind of save those daytime. We still do the tour. There's so there's an active tour. If there's an active movie production, people on that tour will be able to see that movie in progress. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, it can't take photos or videos. You right, know, right. Some, there's some clauses there that we gotta just make like sure a we, Universal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. same thing. So um, <laughs> it's it's unique enough that um, there's not a, there 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 are places to shoot Western films, but what I've quickly learned is that. What you see in the background at a Western film varies depending on where you're at filming. And certain directors want certain shots. They want certain views. Um, and this, the the park here is actually surrounded by a mountain. Yeah, and there's beautiful. mountains on the other side. So it's this really cool valley just filled with um, Sigourn cacti. They're just everywhere. And it's so unique. <clears throat> and so, you know, this... This property, we had over 450 films made here over the years. Wow. Um, and some famous ones that you might recognize, like um, Tombstone, uh, The Three Amigos. Three Amigos uh, I saw. I was like, oh, my gosh, I've yeah, seen that movie. No, it's great. <laughs> um, those, those things were all shot here. Lots of classic films, uh, classic TV shows, Little House on the Prairie, um, wow. McClintock, the movie McClintock. Or, uh, there's so many. I can't even just list them off. But... <laughs> Um, it, it is a huge list. I, I looked it up before I we recorded. I was like, it won't. I had to keep scrolling for a long time. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot, and and we plan to add to that. There's there's great opportunity for us to do that, and Arizona has created a film incentive program now. So just like Georgia was doing all the Marvel films and and all yeah. that, um, this is a great opportunity for up, us to capture on that and have active Western films here a lot. So. What can you expect from um, from Old Tucson moving forward? What are you guys uh, working on that you can talk about? <laughs> well, without giving away too much, um, <laughs> we are, um, like I said earlier, I, I think the third component of what we need to be is more of an event center. Um, and w- when I say events, I mean, you're like I was saying, uh, beer festivals or, or music mm-hmm. or festivals, art, wine, things like that. Because one of the things that we want to offer to anyone who comes, but local Tucsonians, like they're used. Okay, we know old Tucson. We've been there many times over the years. So what's new? What's new at old Tucson? Well, um, those things are coming. Um, We do have a bevy of ideas that will increase our attractions operations. Um, I think that's key. I'm not going to say we're going to have uh, an RMC uh, Giga coaster. Yeah, no, that's probably not going to happen anytime soon. That would look good um, on the back of Western movies, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, like, that's the thing. You can't. <laughs> look, look, I'll, I'll give you an example. Years ago, the park at some point put down asphalt. Mm. 
and 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 the movies came in and they were like, what did you do that for? So <laughs> they got tired of having to throw dirt on the asphalt. So the, the company who operated the park at the time said, okay, fine, we'll just pull all the asphalt out. So they ripped yeah. it all out because oh, wow. <laughs> that's what the movies wanted. So if you put a big RMC drop in the background, they're going to be mad because that's not what they want. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think there's an opportunity. There's some really cool stuff out there. Um, I'm not saying that we will, but things that you think about your like uh, um, lower level coasters or operations that you can get away with kind of more of a, um, I, what's the knots? Um, oh, the, the Pony Express? Yeah, yeah. I think of something yeah. along those lines that, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I, you know, me, I've been in this industry forever. So like, those are ideas. Uh, I've only been here four months. I can't make this happen so quick. <laughs> but um, that I'm putting together probably like a three to five and 10 year plan options for us. Um, so we're going to we're going to put some stuff to paper and see what we can come up with. Um, we're also looking at possible um, ways to have people stay overnight on the property um, because it's it's a unique property. It really is. Um, yeah. uh, and, and then we're going to work also with things like races and runs and and oh, events yeah. that can go and take people all through the property and enjoy their property and then come back. So, you know, events are the big thing in our mind, um, group sales. Uh, so, um, you know, we're, we're going to offer those things out there. Uh, I'm even putting together a, a, a coaster, uh, coaster club discount. Uh, oh, I mean, wow. we, we know the coaster clubs out there, right? I mean, there's a few. Uh, hey, I, but, I partnered with Ace with one of the places I used to work out. They're open to it. Yeah, well, Ace is <laughs> one of those on the list right now uh, who will <laughs> we will say, hey, we we know Acers and all the coaster clubs and all the enthusiasts in the industry. They don't always have to have a roller coaster. They want to have fun. They want to have an event. They want to do something fun. So I, as soon as I got here, the first thing I did was contact a few people and say, hey, you guys ready? Because I'm ready to work with you. We're going to have an event. So, uh, I mean, as you might know, in, in Phoenix next year, we're going to there's going to be an opening of a new park, uh, yeah. the Mattel Park. Arizona's yeah. like there's there's little coasters popping up everywhere. You've got one yeah. at the zoo up there, too. In Phoenix, yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, I told him, I said, well, when you guys play in the event for that, you let us know and we'll throw in the visit to, you know, here and have a, a big, you know, a big total weekend event or something, because Phoenix is only about an hour and a half away from here. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's not far. Um, yeah, but we are in the middle of nowhere. I mean, we're 60 <laughs> yeah. miles from the U.S. border. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're down in the middle of Southern Arizona. So, right. uh, but we, you know, I think there's great opportunity to, to use the property for a lot more than just an amusement park. I think there's a lot that can be done here. So I am super excited to see what comes in the next couple of years, five, 10 years down the road. I'm excited to see that now. Where, where can we find old Tucson? Uh, <laughs> well, old? I guess I guess in Tucson. <laughs> in Tucson, yeah. We're about 30 <laughs> minutes outside the city. Uh, but if you go to oldtucson.com, uh, you're going to get – we encourage you to follow Facebook and Instagram and all those those great things. Uh, we always we always have promotions and different things. So if there, if there are any of your listeners are local um and like we would love to to be able to to accommodate them and get them out get them a good discounted price or 
opportunity to win. We're giving away a bunch of tickets right now for nightfall. So uh, we would love to do that. Um, but yeah, oldtucson.com. You can check it out. Um, and then your partner who's coming out, you make sure you let me know. I will. Uh, I'll set them up. <laughs> I will. I think. Yeah, I think we'll he's coming out with his dad. So he. Uh, he's really excited when I when I told him that I was interviewing Old Tucson. He's like, "Oh my gosh, I've been there. I'm going there in February." <laughs> we hadn't even well, had we, that conversation. <laughs> we won't have any new rides for him yet, but okay, um, maybe soon after that. So yeah. Well, he demands at least three wooden roller coasters from <laughs> his um, yeah. movie studio slash. Um, <laughs> themed attractions so yeah um high pressure there <laughs> we'll try but i don't know we'll see we'll see well tony i really appreciate you joining i can't wait to visit old tucson sooner yeah. rather than later and um I, I wish you luck with uh the new well the the newly imagined event or reimagined yeah. newly reimagined yeah. event <laughs> yeah it's called resurrected because we resurrected the old tucson the old nightfall for tucson for old tucson so yeah we're, we're excited about it. so yeah <laughs> uh so yeah no I'm, I'm excited thanks for for having me on again i appreciate it i uh i've been following you since you since you started this thing so uh yeah no it's good i, I well, miss I working with that. you man i miss working with you There's i do miss working with you as well this has been my uh, this has been my uh no longer work in the industry hobby and still be a part of it so uh, it's, it's great been, it's been fun stay involved <laughs> Maybe you get some media passes to IAPA or something, something like that. Yeah. 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 Maybe we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're getting tighter well, on that now. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, Caleb. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Tony and Coaster Bro. Appreciate you coming on uh, the interview. We had a little bit of a break in our recording there. And I during that break, I actually looked up some more information about Old Tucson. So I'm actually really excited. I didn't know this place actually like fully closed down and the future of it was like uncertain during COVID. So that was like, that's really interesting. So I'm excited to go back to Tucson, check it out, see what what's going on. And I think that was like a, a cool interview. I like that it wasn't like, it was a, it was roller coaster adjacent you know it's still in that realm but i like it i like that stuff and that was technically our first like attraction ever on the show so shout out to tony we've yeah. just never had an attraction on the show so um a little bit of a um a milestone for us there <laughs> next guest jeffrey siebert from uh six flags fiesta texas surprise yeah there's no way he would ever do that <laughs> not a chance not even not a million years <laughs> we should probably ask no. though that'd be good we um, should just post the question. Hey, Six Flags follows me on fucking Instagram. One of 41 people that do. I have no idea why, but still does. I love it. <laughs> I, I don't fall, I don't even follow the account back. But anyways, um, closing out the show here. <laughs> what? Go ahead. You're good. I was like, how do you not follow it back? <laughs> oh, I know. I don't know. I just, I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, anyways, moving on. Closing of the show topic, we were confused and questioning, like, what do we want to talk about? It's not quite Halloween, but we looked down at both our shirts. And what are we wearing? Coaster Bro, what shirt are you wearing right now? Let's just describe, get, paint a picture for the listeners. Yeah, we're not going to explain what's off off camera here, but uh, no, just kidding. But <laughs> I'm wearing <laughs> a, I'm wearing pants and I'm wearing a Knobles shirt. Um, I got it from Knobles. Immediately got a hole in the arm, so I can't wear it out in public. So it's my internet shirt. There it is. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. This is my internet shirt. 
uh, oh, uh, and, my favorite park in the in, in in the world. So, and I like it. It's green with like kind of a silhouette of the of the of of I see. Is that Twister? I see. Or Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. The drop ride, the best carousel in the world, and Impulse. Cool. The drop be... tower is amazing there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all these rides on here are amazing. Impulse is probably the worst ride on here, but it was closed when I was there, so I do not know. And you're wearing uh, something. I am. I'm wearing the oh, I call it the homage collection. And I was, I've heard some people call it homage, but I, uh, I, I pronounce that word homage. I don't know if that's a French way. You are so French. The France is so I, cultured. I can't do Quebec accent or else I would do it. But, um, well, it's Ohio. So Ohio is just like homage. Homage. You know? homage. But I have a couple of their shirts and I do like them. And this is the Millennium Four shirt. It's like kind of, I think it's like the sign. Like this is the sign yeah. with like the train in front. It's very retro design. I haven't worn it in a hot minute. I don't really wear t-shirts that much anymore, but for recording, I thought it'd be fun to pull it out. And you don't wear t-shirts much. I don't. You just wear like collared shirts all the time? Yeah, like button-ups or polos. Yeah. My gosh, you are so fancy. <laughs> it's not. They're mostly like oversized, like my usual yeah. oversized, like Lulu shirts. But you I don't know. Great. Last year was a t-shirt year for me, and this year I'm just not feeling them as much. I don't know. It's just not not my vibe. I like the oversized button-ups. Yeah. Well, that's good. But hey, you're wearing a Cedar Point shirt. I'm wearing a Knoebel shirt. We uh we're just like, hey, let's let's just compare and contrast uh two very different arcs. And it's funny because both of us have a weird vendetta against the opposites park. Like you they're not no neither of them are bad parks as much as you do. I exactly. I don't it's not that neither are bad parks. We just both irrationally don't like the other's park. We just don't. It's just yeah. it's just something that we 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 don't and we own it. We've talked about it many times in the show, but let's just fucking sit them down and talk about them. All right. Well, I guess I mean when you're thinking about Kenobles and you're thinking about Cedar Point, there's roller coasters there. And yeah. this is a roller coaster podcast, so we gotta talk about roller coasters at some point in the show, Mitch. Uh, <laughs> well, we not even mentioned one at this point. Yeah. So I mean the better coaster lineup of the two easily is Kenobles. Absolutely not. Yeah. So uh I mean you got the best wooden roller coaster in the world. Um you got According to Golden turns, Awards. Which, where are you gonna get another flying turns made of wood? You're not you're not gonna get it. You got dark rides, you got Twister, which is overrated, but also good. Um, uh, so easily the best coaster line. I mean, does does Cedar Point even have a woody? I mean, they the do blue one. They do a very, very good wooden coaster. The old crappy blue one, right? It's well, it's much better than Phoenix, that's for sure. Phoenix yeah. is no, 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 no. <laughs> Phoenix is, is not. Is, it's not that good. It's just okay. Oh, it's amazing. Um, it's it, it's art. It's it's perfect. It's a perfect ride. It's all right. It's okay. So perfect. Twister is just bad. Twister is boring as fuck. Twister does nothing. Um, and. The only other coaster I've done at Knobles is uh, Cosmos Curves. So I do not have Flying Turns, Impulse, or Black Diamond. I um, That is the end of my coaster knowledge. But I'm definitely going to say that Cedar Point has the better coaster lineup. Not even just quantity, but I'm going to say quality. You got Intamin, you got RMC, you got B&M, you got Arrow. There is no Arrow 
at Knobles, is there? I don't need it. Uh, yes, like, well, the, arguably the best arrow in the world is at Zero Point. Corkscrew? No, Gemini. <laughs> no, Gemini? no, it's Magnum. <laughs> Magnum. Um, okay, okay, you can have the win here. Um, yeah. Obviously, I, I, Cedar Point has the better coaster lineup. But here's what I'm going to say. The only okay. reason it's better for me is that I would rank Phoenix and Maverick kind of hand-in-hand. Like, I think they're... Mm. I always forget which one I rank over the other. Um, but they're like both like damn near perfect rides for me. Um, but then I would say, and I, I'm just going to say it. Okay. I told you I was going to be more open-minded, but here I am shitting on Cedar Point. Immediately Closing that mind. <laughs> I promise I'll open my mind here in a second. Um, I just think Cedar Point has the most overrated lineup. But I'm, well, let's not talk about overrated. Let's just look at the collection. Okay. Well, they have a variety. Yes, that's of, what that's what I'm saying. I think there is more variety. They only have one Woody. Yeah. Where's the variety of Woodies? I mean, Wait. not all parks need to have more than one Woody. I mean, fucking Worlds of Fun has three for some reason. I'm still, Europa, I'm Europa Park head. has one, and that's the best park in the world. Mm. Fantasyland good one. Me. What? One good one, too. I mean, yeah, one really, I just think I think most of the rides at Cedar Point are overrated. Just it's like the Dallas Cowboys of like I don't know if you understand this reference, but I, no, it, it feels like Cedar Point is the Dallas Cowboys of amusement parks. Everybody but, talks about it. Everybody wants to talk and speculate, and but what are they really doing? So we are just comparing Kenobi. We're not talking about overrated. We're not talking about other enthusiast opinions. But we're just comparing. You've given me the floor to shit on Cedar Point, Mitch. I've given you the floor to compare the two. Okay, you can have the better lineup of the two for roller coasters. Thank you. Let's let's move on because there are. Let's other go to rides. other rides though. Let's go to flat rides. Sure. Yes. Kenobis. I um, I'm trying to think. I did the drop tower, which I liked. I did the log plume, which I liked. I did the troll twirl, and I did the shitty carousel, not the good carousel, because we couldn't find the good carousel. We're pretty dumb. Yeah, we did the chairlift. Um, at Cedar Point, I've done Cedar Downs, which I really Cedar love. Downs is great. I love Cedar Downs. It's not um, better than Knobles's carousel. But you I did not find it, so I couldn't I guess find it. it is better. <laughs> So I'm just looking at it from even what I know about Knobles' flat rides and what I know about Cedar Point's flat rides. Um, I would have to say I'm going to agree, and I'm going to say Knobles is better. Because they go for the the big thrill flat rides, um, but, like, they don't have – they have zero dark rides. I know. They need a dark ride. It's so weird. And then, like, their flat rides, like, little circular rides, there's no, like – is there any classic flat besides the? I mean, they got two carousels. Both parks have two carousels. Yeah, that's um, Ferris wheel. Yeah, Ferris wheel's good. Yeah, I like the Ferris wheel. The I Ferris mean, it's better Max, than Knobles. I've never done Max Air, and but I do like those type of rides. Max Air is good. Um, Cedar Downs is like by far the standout for me for sure. I like yeah. Power Tower, but I prefer Knobles' drop tower because the Larson drop towers are just they're insane. They're the best. They're the best. Yeah, As a Walkmere home parker and a former Silverwood home parker, the insane. Yeah. 
insane. I've written all three of those Larson drop towers, and they're all great. Oh, so good. So I will give you that for Knobles. I think Knobles has more of a of, of a variety of them. I think they have just enough thrill that I'm satisfied. But I I think also I really like their log flume. And that's one thing I think Cedar Point is missing is like, I don't want to get absolutely obliterated on Snake River Falls or the the, the River Rapids. I I want something in the middle. And I know they got rid of Maver- uh, the log flume to build Maverick, but I'm just like, I want something else where I don't get like obliteratedly wet. You see the people coming off the fucking thunder canyon and they're like soaked well they put in that one ride but then the boats started sinking the boats flipped and killed people (laughs) so good la 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 moving on yeah that's a a minus one for center point (laughs) yeah so definitely (laughs) flat rides yeah i will give them i'll canobles for sure i think this could be an interesting one uh food you know canobles wins the golden ticket for best food every year that i don't agree with Uh, Cedar Point in the past has kind of just been known for kind of their bland food and just kind of generic options, but it seems like they've had a general focus on increasing that over the past couple of years. Um, Not that I've been and tasted any of that food, but I've heard it's increased Mm -hmm. better quality. I think Cedar Point, or sorry, Cedar Fair in general is is kind of doing that. They're really leaning into the barbecue thing. Like I I think a lot of in recent years, Cedar Fair Parks has, has done a lot of barbecue, which is fine. Like it, like I think all the parks have been to have done it. Now, I am going to give my personal point, if we're doing these point systems, to Knobles. Um, neither of these parks have good vegan options. I'm just going to... I'm I'm lifting myself out of the vegan for now, and I'm just thinking about like the variety, the um, the individuality, the local options, and Knobles wins here. But I don't think either of them have very good food options now. If Cedar Point still had Wild Turnip open, and if they had some other things, I think they took away, and they just introduced a couple more things here and there. I think it'd be better, and I think it would beat Knobles. But for now, I I can't give that point to Cedar Point because. You just all when you go to Cedar Point, all you can have is pizza, pasta, burgers, and barbecue, and that's it. So, yeah, that's actually the that's why I would say Knobles isn't the best food park in America. Mm-hmm. Um, is because their their option, their gluten free options, their vegan options are it's very rural Pennsylvania feeling, and it's like, damn it! <laughs> like, if you're gonna claim to be one of the best, you should you should do a little better and and making sure everybody can eat there. Yeah. So look what I did. I compared the two. I didn't think about the other comparing oh. So we're comparing just the two and I'm opening my mind. So just going to keep that, oh. just going to plant that seed for you for the future, for future things. Okay. So park atmosphere. Yeah. Um, Cedar Point shit. <laughs> it's hard because it's so big is the yeah, problem. So and, the atmosphere though. Okay. I, I say this about Cedar Point a lot. Their Western area. If they... If Cedar Point, and I, I truly mean this, was just what was that area called? Frontier Town and Frontier Trail. If Frontier Town and Frontier Tra- Frontier Trail <laughs> were the park, and that was it, I think I would rank it as one of my favorite parks in America. You'd have Steel Vengeance. You'd still have Maverick. You'd have like antique cars, some water rides, and then throw Millennium Force in there. Millennium Force, like. That's an amazing park. Yeah, Skyscreamer. Yeah. I would rank it more than I would I would personally rank it better than all of Cedar Point. Because <laughs> I'm thinking about thing. the 
the average atmosphere. That's kind of how I'm thinking about this. Knobles has some really cool parts, but it also like has a lot of parts where you're kind of walking on what is obviously a road. So I think, and over by yeah. the, where the, where the pools are, it's pretty, there's like nothing, there's no atmosphere, but the same can be said for Cedar point. Um, a lot of you people like the flowers. Gemini. They do. Cedar point's good flowers. And a lot of people like the Gemini midway. I'm not crazy about the Gemini midway as much. I really do like, the front carousel, I think there's a lot of kinetic energy with gatekeeper and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. but there was a lot of dead points in that park. That's kind of what I call them. I hate the area with like blue streak and Val Raven. I think it's yeah. such a blah area. Um, I'm interested to see what the grand pavilion they did in that area, but uh, I can't... So a lot of the, one thing we're leaving out of Cedar point is it's surrounded by water. I know, but it's weird because you don't really feel it unless you're on the coaster. No, they don't no. celebrate their water feature. I think the Grand Pavilion. I think the Grand Pavilion is because that's like very beach. It draws you to. I think that's what they were doing. They were yeah. rebringing that. So I am. But then you have to, a boardwalk that's not a real boardwalk. It's part it, of the. It, yeah, it's problematic. I'm going to give the point to the point only because I think there's more varied atmosphere. I think there's more interesting atmosphere, and I think Knobles. I'm trying to think of it as like the front of vlogs i've also watched where just yeah. not my visit trying to do that vlogs i'm trying to do that but i'm i i can't say that that atmosphere is maybe my personal um opinion or not i'd love to go during the night one time i'd love to go when it's bumping but i think for now i still really do like the average atmosphere of cedar point more uh i would say canoble is 100 okay uh I think you've got you've got the organ playing the sounds of Knobles alone. It's just like you can feel the classic vibes, mm-hmm. the the views, the signage, the I don't know, the the camp feel. Um yeah. well there are parts of the park that I think you have a good point by the by the pool and um what was the other area? Twister, that, Twister area. Twister area. Yeah, you kinda of have to cross a road to get over. Mm-hmm. Um but I think that it kind of adds to the character too. So yeah, I, I would say Knobles feels unlike any other park in America with yeah. the atmosphere. So we're gonna have to split the vote on that one. I think it's all good. All I right. think I think both of those are fair comparisons. Though I think both you and I, I would if I heard both those arguments, I would agree with both of those for sure. Yeah. What about events? By the yeah. way, I am keeping score here. If we both, oh, agree, you are okay. If we both agree, uh, the the park gets a point. And if we have to split, then we don't. Nothing's added. So right now, this, I'm not going to tell you. This, now I'll tell you. It no, fair. Canobles uh, two, Cedar Point one at the moment. That's fair. Okay. So events. I don't think either of them are necessarily that good for not events, great. to be honest. Because <laughs> I'm thinking Cedar Point, you've got Haunt, which or they, or they Hallow- call it, Halloweekends. They call it Halloweekends still because they they're special. They get to keep the old branding. Yeah. What used to be called that that annoys me and it, that's so cedar point um anyway <laughs> that's a probably a good event i think it's over probably going to be overcrowded i have no desire to visit it to be honest but i've heard thursdays for halloween weekend are dead they're amazing yeah. um they started doing how uh, haunt thursdays here at canada's one and i'm very excited for it to be dead but um i've heard good things about it um i've heard it's you mainly just go for late coaster riding and that's it yeah. so I mean, it's it's we'll call it good. Yeah, good. You've got what and, the frontier, the frontier knights. Um, 
Is that not the hard ticketed event? Did they do that again this year? Or is that something different now? Oh shit! Did they? I don't know if they did that again. This I know they did last year, so I can't remember. Because that event seemed awesome. Yeah, Kenobles. You have an enthusiast event, which doesn't feel like the Phoenix Fall Fun Fest. There's no real events there. They they do a fall thing. But I think the obvious winner here is Cedar Point. I, I think so as well. I think, and Cedar Point does. I th- I actually enjoyed their one fiftieth celebration. I I liked it. Um, I think I I, th- I would say so. I think when they do it, they 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 do it pretty good. Weird. Cedar Point got to celebrate theirs for two years, and Worlds of Fun only celebrated their fiftieth for uh, a half a season. <laughs> Candace Wildlands fortieth was a blip on the radar, so they were <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't anything that was done. Okay, staff. This is, I think this is Kenobles' co- staff is pretty rude. This is controversial because like I only had one experience at Kenobles. I literally have no other experience, and it has to be – I have to go with Cedar Point because I have had almost nothing but amazing experiences at Cedar Point, and I have had universally bad experiences at Kenobles. Kenobles is just – when you think about recruiting for that area, it's mm-hmm. – you've only got rural people that – I mean, you, you don't have anybody like traveling to work there. Cedar no. Point, you have people that go there for the summer, like really good, like people that are really into coasters, really like passionate about their jobs, go there for the summer. Uh, so, yeah, I think Cedar Point's the obvious there, too. Yeah, I would agree. Damn it. Cedar <laughs> Point's up three to two. I got to I gotta if dig in okay, somewhere. It's all good. Um, no, no, Cedar Point can't win. This is not allowed. <laughs> Get that open mind we talked about. I'm very open, which is why Cedar <laughs> Point's three to two. All right, let's go value for your money. I, oh, this is hard because I do like at Knobles that you have the option to pick and choose what you want to ride and you just walk in. Like, I really like that. Um, where Cedar Point, I mean, a gold pass will get you in and like you're in, like you're in and it's cheap and it's like it gets you parking and you're and you're in for the whole season and it's like very cheap. So, like, I'm not, oh, I don't Do know. Do we approach this? If, if I'm know, a local, yeah, approach this? if I'm a local, Cedar Point is the better option for value, mm-hmm. just for admission if you have the pass. But if you're flying in and visiting for a day or two, I think Knobles is easily the most because you you can you could like be in the area. Like let's say you're on a road trip and you come in, and you're like, oh, it's two hours of the day at Cedar Point. You're not going to buy a ticket for that, like a yeah, single day. But I would agree. Knobles, you could just be like, I'm going to go buy. Four ride tickets, you know, and no parking and, uh, you know, get a bite to eat. The, the food is regularly like normal mm-hmm. priced food, too. I, I would agree with Knobles because actually I want to I want to almost retract my statement about passes. I want to look at this from like a day pass perspective. And, and yeah. you're definitely right. I would say Knobles would be value for money, especially if you're just going in and just buying a day ticket and parking at Cedar Point. Yeah, way more value for money at uh, Knobles for sure. And. Yeah, I would say Knobles doesn't price people out. Cedar Point no. does. Yeah. And I, I hate, uh, this is another, another, a topic for another time, but too many parks just exclude people. Oh, we can talk about all that oh from all gosh. the. I mean, I think they are really, Cedar Fair especially is really going towards like the passes, what they now have three pass levels, um, pass levels and add ons and shit like that. Like they're really mm-hmm. focusing on that rather than. Um, day ch- day tickets quite as much, and I think they're that gold pass. Like, what what do they call it? Hurricane gold pass at Cedar Point that made all the locals in Ohio buy it, and yeah. it's a fantastic value for for that. But uh, yeah, but strictly, who lives in Sandusky? 
Well, Cleveland. But then you have to live in Cleveland. Well, <laughs> I actually like Cleveland. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're a sports fan, it's like, oh, no. <laughs> be a Cleveland fan. Oh, my God. Hey, I Cleveland be, rocks, though. They got a I song. I be a Toronto fan for the Toronto sports, the Leafs. Yeah. Um Actually, I'm I'm a hometown kid. I'm a Calgary Flames. That would be that would be my my team if I followed hockey. Um, but yes, I will say value for money definitely in Knobles. I will give that point three three. Well, Mitch, I have really bad news. We it's a tie. Yeah, that was all the topics we wrote down, and we tied. Is there any other tiebreaker we can? Any other topic tiebreaker we can think of? Who has the best name for a park president? <laughs> <laughs> all right that's an interesting time breaker. i think dick is an obvious answer uh an obvious yeah. win here yeah um, i don't know the park president's name at cedar point is it jason mcclure is that who it is i don't know it's not tony clark anymore no nah, he's the pr guy oh shit oh i thought he was <laughs> i'm 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 a fake enthusiast let me tell you that's um, okay. I think that's a fair, I think, but for the two of us and what we'd like and everything to do, I think that's, I think that's the, the most amicable, um, solution we could have come up with. That's as open-minded as I can be a tie. I like that. <laughs> that's actually a really good compromise considering you put one to put Cedar Point D tier and fucking Indiana Beach in S tier. I'll stand by that. Okay. Hey, but we, we both are due to visit each other's shirt mm-hmm. in the form of a park. So let's talk about our next visits there and, and we can keep it brief. But the next time you go to Knobles, it sounds like you have a lot you need to do. What What is like your approach in the next Knobles visit for you? Um, For me, my approach would be I want to do Phoenix last because I found I really enjoyed Phoenix later in the day. didn't enjoy it as much in the early in the day. So I want to hit up the things I haven't done. Of course, impulses at the front of the park. I want to enjoy the atmosphere more because I went, I, I think I mentioned this before in the show, I went to Knobles in 2020 when they were following very strange and strict COVID policies. A lot of the rides were closed, um, very weird boarding policies, which I've talked about before. But I want to I want to soak up that park more. I've always said I wanted to go at night. I always want to get the nighttime atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I want to ride Impulse. I want to ride the carousel. I want to do more of that area. Really Play Fascination. A- Play Fascination, Black Diamond, um, and Flying Turns, of course, and then finish off the night with the Woodies and like give Twister another try. And I did enjoy Phoenix, but give another try. But my one thing I would say with Knobles is I think I want to go in there with a better mindset and bring food. And that's the great thing about this park is you just go out to the car or you can just bring it into the park and eat. And I just knowing that. I think I'll feel better because when I get hangry, like I was at Lake Compound. So if you listen to the last episode, I just, I can't enjoy a park. And so knowing that I'll just bring food and I'll be better. And that would be my, my approach for Knobles next time. Cause I think I would really enjoy this park. One of my favorite things about Knobles is like families will just get their coolers, get there early, put their coolers in the picnic area mm-hmm. and like claim their spot <laughs> and just leave their coolers. And it's fine. Cause it's Knobles. Um, I love that. Yeah, I love it too. All right, I guess I should answer this for Cedar Point. Um, I think my approach will be I will ride Maverick and then I will leave and go to Waldemere. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, no, no, that's that. No, I do, I do love the move of like leaving and getting uh, night rides on Beast, but here or there, I want to go the next time 
I got a cedar point. I want I want to go just stay on property mm. because with that park, you rope drop right. You, you you get you get the credits. You kind of beat some of the lines for some of the major rides, and then there's like this part of the day where everybody's there and everybody's riding everything, and all the wait times are inflated. I want to go take a nap, recharge. And be like, I'm going to come back and just get a couple night rides. I'm going to go to TGI Fridays, you know, <laughs> and I'm going to maybe have a margarita, two margaritas, maybe three margaritas. And then I'm going to go ride Steel Vengeance and, and maybe like it a little better. Who knows? Um, that, that sounds great. I, but I think it's a two day park, but like try to treat it as a resort with little to no expectations. Yeah. Go to the pool, the hotel, go to the beach. I like yeah. that. And That's checking out the new stuff. The Grand Pavilion is what, like, what number one I want to check out for sure next time I go there. Um, but I think that's a good plan. Ride all the new Zamperlas, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's another thing, too. Like, with the new Zamperla Wildmouse, you got to hit that early. Oh, fuck. Gotta but, like, it's on shit. the wrong side of the park. You got to hit all the, all the stuff in the back of the park first. That's what. No, that's I'm why not. you go with Fastlane. It's all about fast. Yeah. That park, Fastlane Park. Same with Wonderland. But here's the thing: I don't think I need to ride everything, so I don't know that I get Fast Pass. For Maverick, though, it's worth it. You walk right up to the front of the the station. Like it's the best thing in the world. E- e- I do if love I, Maverick. If I just went to, to the park right. to just ride Maverick, I would still buy Fastlane because it's that good for Maverick. That's all I need it for. Well, that was a great comparison. That things I feel like we were very both very open minded about the respective parks. Yeah, especially when I talked about Cedar Point's roller coasters. Yes, especially that. Yeah. <laughs> well, bitch, it, thanks for joining today. It was, it was fun having you on as always. Was, I mean, you, you live here, but you, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> it uh, was a blast. I liked it. I love. I love that we got uh, actual attraction. Uh, manager on the show i love that we talked about something a little different and we just uh chatted about some of our favorite places and always went went off topic as always so that's right now uh, if you enjoy the show you got to follow us on socials you got to check us out on the internet go to solo.to slash coaster cuzzies go to solo.to slash coaster cuzzies you can get all our socials there we're on tiktok i'm doing a series on tiktok right now coaster of the week um which i'm also posting on instagram and youtube but it's on it's for tiktok (laughs) let let it be known um so you can definitely check us out there we also recently launched a store which people uh, stuff's flying off the shelves mitch we got we got people buying t-shirts we got people buying mugs we got uh all our logos are on there you know you can get a a really nice soft tribeland t-shirt with a with a nice coaster cuzzies logo pretty cool got a coffee cup I got this pillow. Ooh, let's see. Ooh. Yeah, this pillow goes hard as fuck. Let's be honest. It, it's honest. so nice. I like how it's just like simple and it's like bold. It's just like. Yeah. It's going to go back here. I like it. I like yeah. it a lot. It's going on the shelf. Can't let my dog be on it, you know. It's too <laughs> nice of a pillow. It's not a dog pillow kind of no. thing. Um, but yeah. And uh, also, if you are interested in joining our Patreon, go check it out. Um, at $3 a month, you can uh, get access to Canceled Cuzzies, which is our off-topic extra content podcast. Definitely go check that out. 
I gotta give a shout out to Craig who has um been been, been the first patron to sign up. But I got news, Mitch. We got a second person. Oh shit! <laughs> gotta give a shout out to Chelsea who just recently pledged. So thank you, Chelsea. Can't wait to reach out to you, get you that extra content, get to know you a little bit. So um, that is a fantastic. These are both, uh, yeah, great pledges. So um, there's giveaways, there's Zoom hangouts, there's all sorts of stuff. So make sure you check it out, solo.to slash coaster cuzzies. Sweet. You got any uh, words of wisdom to close the show, Mitch? I, I do. Um, thanks Wonderful. so much for listening. I always, I'm just so wise, you know? That's why I just asked you to do it. I like it. Thank you so much for listening. Keep your sticks on the ice. Mm-hmm. Keep Coaster Cuz coaster cousins in your ear. Make sure when you're comparing parks to look at them objectively and not oh comparing God. them to other parks. And enjoy your fall. We hope it's great. We hope it's lovely. Bye. Don't listen to any of that advice Miss just said. Bye. <laughs>